Um, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Cheers. Uh, wait, it's got to do the the the, the Cr- Greek. Christos anesti. Something toast anesti. Toast. Toast. Ali, Jelly toast. Ali toast. Ali toast anesti. Ali toast anesti. Ah, Christos anesti. Not a peanut butter toast. Uh, it is, we could drink beer again. It has been a long time. Too long. It has been 92 days. Yeah. I mean, well, Three? I did have a couple of days. On well, there were some solemnities. Days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some feast. solemnities, some Sundays. Feast of St. Joseph. Uh, yep. And then, yeah. But, I mean, from all intents and purposes. I'd have to say, folks listening at home, that the most disappointing non-alcoholic beer that I had, and I had it with Paul, was Guinness. Uh, Guinness Zero. Guinness Zero. I, you... Hmm. It, I mean, it, it did taste like Guinness. Yeah, that's the point. But it was, it just wasn't the same. Well, it ruined can, St. Patrick's Day. But well, your corned beef, though, made St. Patrick's well, thank Day. You. Um, your so corned beef was very good that night. I had leftovers, surprisingly, of Guinness Zero. And of regular Guinness, because, you know, we had those Guinness. Well, I'll help you with the regular Guinness. Uh, well, okay. Well, so on Easter, that was my celebration is I alternated. I had a Guinness regular and then a Guinness zero. And then, oh. And then I could have a Guinness all day long. See, and... I'd probably have to have three Guinnesses and then start the Guinness zero. <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> After the third regular Guinness, I think then I could start alternating with Guinness zero and not care as much. That's very Wedding Feast of Cana. Yeah, we'll say so. after the good stuff has been drunk, then <laughs> they bring out the, the cheap, the cheap, the, the NA, and then we yeah. go back to the real stuff. And then we go back. But you save the best <laughs> Guinness for last. Um, yeah. Well, happy Easter. Happy Easter. What did what does your family do for Easter? Any oh. fun, mineric Easter traditions of both the religious and the secular nature? Yeah. Well, um, we on Holy Saturday we will. Die hard boiled eggs, you know, oh, color hard boiled eggs. No, 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 we don't die. <laughs> Jesus did the dying on Good Friday. Jesus we, dies for us. We yes. DYE on Death, Holy where Saturday. is your sting? There is no death. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, we die Easter eggs on Holy Saturday. Um, we've also started a cool thing with a little homemade Paschal candle. So we'll make that Paschal candle and bring it in. Um, that was fun. I saw you. Did you make it? So I saw Paul and his family leaving. Church on Easter Sunday, candle in hand, lit, with your hat, trying to keep it lit. Did you make it all the way home? We got basically to the rectory door. I don't even think we got to the rectory door. Just Ooh, shy. We didn't even make it to the Carney house. No, we didn't go to the Carney house. We didn't even make it to the, the big evergreen tree <laughs> that's right past the St. Edward sign. It I was, was impressed you got down the stairs with it. Me too. I, at that point, I, I I was starting to believe. I was like, <laughs> we got this. And then no, I was gone. It was kind of windy. Um, it was still a cool candle, though. It's a really cool. It's like a miniature Paschal candle. It's a, that was cool. It's very cool. Uh, it's another Holy Saturday thing that we've done now for two years is the basket blessing on the steps of the church, which is so cool. And we got there last year, and we were like, wow, we are lame. We just brought empty baskets. Well, you, you weren't alone in that. I don't know what you brought this year, but. Oh, this year we brought, we had a, a nice, we wanted to get like a, a good hoska bread, but mm. I couldn't find it. And so I just got challah bread, which is very similar looking um, and delicious, by the way. Um, so we got challah bread. Is that not a tradition with the Greeks? Because I'm surprised like Whitney wouldn't have 
Yeah. Like, I, well, I guess it's more Eastern European, so I guess yeah. it wouldn't be a Mediterranean I don't, tradition. And I don't think, like, baskets. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um, My family never did Easter baskets. Wow. Uh, so that tradition never hit Ireland or Italy. <laughs> but Easter baskets are a big deal. Um, and so the baskets then – so we brought the basket. We had – we were going to do a butter lamb. Ooh. We were going – Like, make it yourself? Yeah, like, from a stick of butter – Oh. Yeah. oh, and then like into a mold? It, well, no, not a mold. Like like carve it. Like I found this YouTube video of this little old Polish lady. You get way too. I didn't do it. You go hard no, I all the time. I, I like that. My, but you didn't do it. No, though. I didn't do it because oh, okay. I ran out of time. But you time. thought about it. Oh, it was. We brought the butter in the basket. And we're like, this is gonna be a butter <laughs> lamb, and then it just never happened. But uh, it was going to be – next year. We'll do a butter lamb next year. I'm going to do it. This little old Polish lady has this YouTube video. She's like, oh, you just do it like this. And it's cool. Okay. Yeah. My kids are all geeked. They're like, yeah, dad's going to do a butter lamb. <laughs> so, but I've never done one. That's not a tradition, but it's going to be. Should start, you should, that should be your Lenten practice next year is just, practicing. Just carving. Carving the, the butter lamb. <laughs> just carving butter lambs every week. <laughs> During Lent, six butter lambs. And then I would put you in charge of making the popcorn for the family movie night because your buttery fingers. Oh, man. It would be gross. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Perfect. So we got the uh, eggs dyed, put them in the baskets. We brought the the butter, the the challah bread. Man, some people are bringing like bottles of wine in their baskets. Like these people are ready. Oh, yeah. That's that's where I got my beer from because. You you um, stole it? From someone's baskets? It was baskets? Gifted, gifted to me. <laughs> I don't know. Because, you know, God love the Eastern Europeans and their Easter basket tradition. Because it's also a tradition to leave a little Easter basket tax with the guy who blessed your basket. Oh. So I normally, I always have. People are, are way kinder to me than I deserve. <laughs> they, they leave me stuff upon stuff. I always need help bringing it back into the rectory. <laughs> people leave me wine and eggs. I get sauce. I don't. I don't even eat all that much sausage. I'm not really not a sausage fan, but the one time a year I get it, man, I get the kibasa oh. and all kinds of stuff. I ate some of it already for I'm, I was lunch go- and that. Oh, it was, it's good stuff. They, I get I get a hot cross buns. Oh, I I almost got hot cross buns. I Instead, got I got the challah bread. I, yeah, maybe next. I don't know. And while I love the colored eggs. I don't like hard-boiled eggs. Wow. You don't like them. <laughs> so huh? I normally give the hard-boiled eggs to Father Joe. So we leave the – on our table in the rectory, we'd put all the – because some of our parishioners get really good at uh, decorating the eggs. Mm. I didn't get any, like – nothing super ornate this year. But we normally get some pretty ornate ones. And then Father Joe eats them during the octave. Of oh, Easter. I love hard-boiled eggs. Anyway, so we do all that. And then the Easter Bunny, so we have empty baskets, and then the Easter Bunny comes uh, at overnight and will hide the baskets for anyone who is 8th grade or below. 8th grade is your final basket. Okay. And then the Easter Bunny will also hide um, Easter eggs in and around the house, outside of the house. Outdoor Easter egg okay. hunt. So the baskets are inside. Baskets are, are inside. Traditionally, there have been. It's been known that as you get closer to eighth grade, a basket might go outside. Okay. Um, the Easter bunnies. He's a crafty dude. Um, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's that. And then um, we went to nine thirty mass, and we lit the little home Paschal candle from the new Paschal candle. Mariana climbed up the ambo. 
Um, I don't know how sacrilegious that is. I, <laughs> well, she climbs everything. She so. does. It wasn't. She used the steps. It wasn't like actually scaling. Oh, which yeah. she does scale. She does. Yeah, as you as you've seen. <laughs> But as she, long as she doesn't scale the Raridos, no, she's we'll not, be okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe if the, to, you know, on <laughs> yeah, Passion Sunday, yeah, covered up. Yeah, yeah, I'll let her know that that was oh, a, a former priest Lord. used to do that. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, I can do it, Dad. I'll yes, do it. I, I know she could. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, beautiful. A wonderful day. Um, the 930 Mass was, was fantastic. We had friends come join us for Mass, although it was so packed that they had to sit in a different pew. We were packed this weekend. Praise God. It was awesome. It was so good. I was telling producer Rick beforehand and we easily saw over a thousand people just for the Easter masses alone. On Sunday, let alone the vigil. And then add on another 600 for Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Stations of the Cross. So we, you know, praise God. Yes. We need it. Awesome. We need it. And I have no doubt they're all going to come right back and continue to worship. Dear listener, Dear listener, if you know someone, you invited Come someone, back. invite them back again. Because we have mass every Sunday. We have mass every day. Every day. Except for Good Friday. Yeah. yeah. So come on. 8, 9, 30, 11. Anyway, that's my my Easter. Delicious. Oh, ham and lamb. We did both. So we did ham and lamb. I was with my cousins in Cicero. You know, when I was a kid, my Easter bunny uh, was kind of lame. We just... My Easter bunny that came to Elmwood Park, obviously. He's uh, not your Easter bunny. Well, He's the, the Easter bunny. He just respected your family's traditions. So all right. So the, my, I guess, well, then my, that makes my family lame. I'd rather believe the Easter bunny is lame. It's not your family. It's your family's traditions. Your, your no, dad just tortured you. I'm the Easter bunny. Your dad just tortured you with sausage all day on Good Friday. <laughs> yes, he did. And then I – so – I would wake up on Easter morning and my basket would just be outside the front door as we went out to mass. And then talk about torture. Then I had to go to mass. I couldn't open up my basket because we were on our way to mass. <laughs> so then I had to go to mass knowing I had this basket of goodies waiting for me at home, not hidden. I knew exactly where it was and I couldn't look through it. Um, yeah. So I just got tortured at, from all around. I just Man. had a terrible childhood. And that's why you're a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about picking up my cross and holding this cross for decades. Oh, what a Three cr- to be exact. What a cross holder <laughs> you are, you young whippersnapper from the generation below me. That's right, I am a young whippersnapper. <laughs> Don't you forget. I won't. <laughs> All right, we should introduce this now. So I'm Father Dominic. I'm Palman Eric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So he is risen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Alitos Anesti. Indeed, he has risen. I, I just remember toast. I know. That's you're just like. Toast Anesti. Speaking of toast, I'm going to take from your Easter basket. Oh, there you go. Yeah. This is actually not too bad. So I just finished. This is a really cool. It's Lake Effect did Our Lady of Victory Ale. Um, and it was uh, a really cool commemorative um, brew that they did to help raise awareness and raise funds for Our Lady of Victory um, nice. as it was uh, trying I'm hoping, to... And listen to the Meyers if they're listening to our podcast. I would love for OIB to do a St. Ed's beer when we celebrate our 125th anniversary 
in the 2023-2024 year. No big deal, Renee. Because 2024 is our 125th anniversary, Little Myers. It'd be great to have a, uh, a St. Ed's brew, um, just like Our Lady of Victory. Yeah, we'll get that ball rolling. Oh, look, please recycle. That's nice. The green team would like that. I'm going to keep this, though. This is awesome. You should. That's a cool can. Yeah. It has, looks like there's a story on there. And speaking of Our Lady of Victory, some new traditions this year for us at St. Ed's that we can now talk about, we were hinting at mm-hmm. during our Holy Week um, podcast, but what beautiful, beautiful statuary yeah. the people of Our Lady of Victory rescued. brought and rescued, really rescued, and we were able to just beautify the church. We had a... Uh... What on on Holy Thursday, the beautiful painting that we're going to hang um, in the narthex of the church, well, kind of the narthex of the church, of Jesus uh, praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, we had a beautiful statue of Christ dead in the tomb, and the rocks came with it to make the tomb, and then a beautiful statue of Christ risen from the dead. Um, actually, we have two of those statues. One of them I put in the Unity Hall alcove of the new elevator edition. Awesome. And they brought over a statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Which was here for the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And uh, and I think that... Oh, and they gave us a, 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 an image of the Divine Mercy that we're going to hang in the school. Because the image of the Divine Mercy that will hang this Sunday, if you're listening to this podcast the week that it drops, this coming Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday, will actually be hanging in our church an image of Divine Mercy from Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish that we brought over. Uh, and soon, statues from Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish will be coming into our church to just continue to enhance the beauty of our of our worship space. I heard that those statues are very heavy and very high, and <laughs> they're they're heavy. I they're not that high. Well, it depends how tall you are. For you, they're not that high. So okay, you should right. go with the crew to help move. Right, them. Well, you tell me when. I'll go. I'll go. But uh, but anyway, they are heavy. They are marble statues. It's gonna be awesome. But they're, they're and who are which two saints? Uh, four, four three, saints. Well, three and a half. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am, dear listener. If you are as intrigued by me as who is a half saint, stay and it's tuned. Not even true. Um, Saint Anthony of Padua, Saint Teresa of Lisieux, Saint Anne with our little blessed mother as a little oh, girl. Oh, that's awesome. And it's not a half saint, but it's a half statue. And wait. What? Uh, we've talked about this particular person before, the infant of Prague. Ah, okay. She's my favorite. Master. Oh my She's goodness, my yes. Favorite yes, I do. <laughs> um, so they're all coming over, uh, hopefully soon. That's awesome. Praise God. What? Yeah. It's just an awesome thing to go into a church and to look and see the heroes of our faith, right? Absolutely. It, um, and the church is supposed to make us feel like we're in heaven. And in heaven, you're going to be surrounded by the communion of saints. And like, I've seen you before. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Easter, because we yeah, are... Easter. We are, Divine Mercy Sunday is coming up on Sunday, and that on is... On the eighth day. The, the eighth. octave day. That's right. We are Catholics. We don't do just one day of these things. No. Easter and Christmas are an eight-day celebration. So, folks, you're listening. This is on Thursday of the octave of Easter. You got three, four more days. You're only halfway there. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Eight days of feasting. Um, tomorrow, we, we always give you the bad news, right? About you, you give them the bad news. I do. The <laughs> fasting and the I'm ab- here for the good news. <laughs> well, the, okay, I'm going to let you give the good news. So, this is the octave <laughs> no, of you, Easter. You give the good news. You give I the get, good news. Once, all right. So, guys, 
I'm just last week I was telling you guys how okay, Good Friday is fasting and absence. This Friday during the octave of Easter, every day is a solemnity essentially. So there are no fasting rules. There are no absence rules. All the bowls of ice cream you want. Every single one of them. Amen. It's it's an awesome thing. I love celebrating it. And and then the season of Easter keeps going for another 32 more days. Uh, right. 42, excuse me, all the way to Pentecost. Right. So, But this feasting that, that we're talking about is really for every Sunday um, because every Sunday we celebrate the, the Lord's Day, the eighth day. It's our Sabbath day. Yeah, you keep saying this. Eighth day. Eighth day. The eighth day. This is really cool. So I read an article, hat tip, read an article today, and today's article said we need to recover the idea of the eighth day. And I was like, oh, what is this idea of the eighth day? I was like, okay, maybe talking about Easter octave, eight days. Christmas octave, Easter octave. I get that. But the early church would have this concept of the eighth day. We think about creation and the creation story, God rested on the seventh day, the Sabbath day, and the Sabbath day, Shabbat, for Jewish people, is Saturday, as most people probably are aware. So Shabbat, Sabbath, is on Saturday. The seventh day is Saturday. So that means that Sunday is technically the first day of the week. But in the Christian flip, the new story with Jesus, when he rises from the dead, our new holy day is the day after the day of rest, the eighth day. So the cool thing about Sunday is it's both the first day and the eighth day. It's the and alpha. The last day. And the last day. It's the alpha. And the omega. And the omega. And yeah, speaking of alpha and omega, for, for those listening who aren't sure what alpha and omega mean, I'm sure many of you do, but if you don't, not a problem. You can't know something you've never been taught. So alpha and omega, the first letter of the Greek alphabet is the alpha. The last letter is the omega. And if you look at our church on the sanctuary, there are two places where you will see the alpha and the omega. If you look up and look at the ceiling above the tabernacle on the Reredos, the Reredos mm -hmm. ceiling, it has carved into it. Uh, or is it? No, it's all the way up. All the way no, up. No, it's, it's on the little cupola with the trinity. Is it, okay, it is on the cupola, the alpha and the omega. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No, you're right. It's on the ceiling. No, it's on the ceiling. It's yeah, the, on the cupola is the trinity. The trinity, yeah, the, the actual triangle, ceiling. The yeah. actual ceiling above the sanctuary. Way up there, there's the alpha and the omega. Also, though, you'll notice the alpha and omega is on the high altar that is below the tabernacle, the alpha on the left, the omega on the right as you're facing the sanctuary, facing the tabernacle. So a couple of things. So that's really cool. And it's on the paschal candle. It is on the Paschal candle. That's right. And you trace it. You say that. I do. The Alpha and the Omega. I, oh. I trace it onto the candle. For those of you who missed Holy Saturdays. You Easter can watch Vigil. it on YouTube. Oh, it's cool. Because we live streamed it. The Alpha and the Omega. It's the eighth day. It's the first day of the new creation, right? The new, but the seven-day creation story of the Old Testament is awesome and powerful and beautiful and important to know. But this is the start of the new creation. Christ's resurrection signaled a new creation. He so look, I make everything new. It, and that's kind of the beautiful thing with attending Mass on Sunday as well, that, you know, in, in when coming to Sunday Mass, what I always found as one of, like, one of the reasons that kept me before I was ordained a priest um, or entered the seminary even, but one of the things that kept me coming back to Mass every Sunday was the idea that at Sunday Mass I bring with me, because it's the it's – kind of the end of the week, yeah. I bring to Mass everything that happened this week, the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, 
everything I was joyful for and grateful for and everything I was like, you know, Lord, what are you doing to me? Um, I was able to bring all of that to the altar at the end of my week. But then also recognizing Sunday is the beginning of a new week. I was also able at, at Matt, and I still do this now, but um, even before I was ordained to be able to say, okay, Lord, I know coming up this week, I've got this going on in school or, you know, I got this at, at work or I got to talk to this friend or I got to, you know, apologize for something that I did here or I really got to get over and forgive somebody. You know, I was able to both bring what would happen in the past week and also to look ahead to what's coming and seek the Lord's help and and pray and seek intercession for things that were upcoming. Um, and so that's one of the beauties of, of Sunday Mass is, is yes, it's that eighth day, that day of eternity, um, the day that we look forward to, the, the perpetual eighth day in heaven. But it's also just a great way of, of seeing how the Mass works in our life and that the, the Mass is, should be the beginning and the end of, of life, the beginning and end of our week, the beginning and end of everything, right? Even if for those that, that attend daily Mass, and we have about 30, we have probably more like 40 people that attend daily Mass here every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them, you know, now as a priest and I attend Mass every day and celebrate it, you know, it's what I bring with me, everything that happened in the last 24 hours, and I... I look ahead to the upcoming 24 hours and I seek the Lord's help and, and what's going to happen. But um, at least on Sunday, to, and, that's, and that's the resurrection, right? I mean, Christ went through all of his passion and death and his suffering up to being laid in the tomb Friday night and then arose Easter Sunday and starts anew and afresh. And that's baptism too, right? I mean, baptism is partaking in Christ's passion, death, and resurrect, and his resurrection, that we we go into the tomb and we die to ourselves, not just die the Easter eggs, but we actually die the only death that matters in baptism. We come out a new creation um, with the resurrection. It's awesome. It's poetry. It's it's poetry. It's God's poetry. So embrace it. It's awesome. Embrace that idea of the eighth day. Embrace the Easter octave, which is eight days, and embrace every Sunday as, like you're saying, the first day of a new creation, new week, also the conclusion of your last week. It's the eighth day. Amen. Hallelujah. Easter Sunday. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are an Easter people and our song. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Augustine, baby, right? I think, well, that's a, I was a, no, Father Kalis. Father Kalis, he said that on 930 Mass, right, Rick? Yeah, but I think he got that from St. Augustine. Oh, no, I mean, yes. I'm not saying that <laughs> Father Kalis came over. He didn't he, come up with that. He was happy to quote St. Augustine. Fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Well, everyone, this is Ed Talks. Uh, I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is where we hope to inspire saints to inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.